Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Ben, and together we run Gram Fitness, an online coaching service specifically for busy professionals who are looking to transform their physique, their mindset and life. With over 20 years of experience in lifting weights, balancing our careers and maintaining an active social life, we've produced this podcast. This podcast is designed to not just share the knowledge we have, but also to share the knowledge of other successful people who can add tons of value to your life. It's also designed to stop you making the mistakes we've made along the way whilst giving you a little bit of entertainment. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and rate us five stars. That's something we'd really appreciate. Like day to day, which surprisingly, it's been all right. Like we haven't killed each other. Uh, she's at one end, I'm at the other. Um, and actually, we don't really talk to each other during the day because we're both on calls or we're both like focused. So like normally it's like make a cup of tea, do you want anything? Or like it's gets to lunchtime, I'm like, I'm going to make some eggs, do you want anything? type thing but yeah this corner of the room is just basically has my desk like all my plates clips straps sh- uh, weightlifting shoes <laughs> and she just fucking hates it it's so funny <laughs> it's such an eyesore isn't it like it's oh, she's literally just turns it and it's just like oh, so disgusting i hate i hate this so much but i was like same as ben like i couldn't have done i couldn't have done it it's just like so demoralizing when you know you've got to do like five sets of five squats uh and you're just like i don't want to do this i really don't want to do this yeah, but it has yeah. been the one thing that stayed consistent i suppose yeah the difference for me is i get to like it's literally just like a 10 minute drive but it's that act of getting in the car yeah, yeah. Up the energy juice sinking yeah. away getting the tunes on and i'm like right i'm ready for my session i wasn't getting that when it was like all right I'll go lift weights in that corner. Do you know, like, it's <laughs> the same thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's all good. Awesome. Yeah, so we've been doing, like, formal intros the last few weeks, Ben. I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and just not do one this week because I feel yeah, a bit... Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I feel a bit too... Uh, it's casual. Like, we, know yeah. you, we know you now, so yeah. we, we don't need a formal intro. Just yeah. sitting down having a chat. Yeah. Of gin. <laughs> <laughs> so Caroline, tell the tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Here I am. Um this is very strange to be on this side of the of the microphone, so to speak. I prefer answering the questions. There's a lot less pressure. Um, but my name is Caroline. I am an online coach and personal trainer based in Scotland, um, in sunny Scotland today, actually, um, which is a novelty. Um, before I was a personal trainer, though, I usually explained to the clients that I worked with that I was an architect in a past life. So I've worked for firms in Glasgow, London, laterally in Vancouver, in Canada, where I did the interior design thing for a while. So I've had this whole other past life, which was yeah. um, a lot of uh, learning curves in that. But I did my personal training course initially for, for my own benefit, really. I got to the point where I wasn't entirely trusting of what I was being told. And I thought, you know, from you know, various sources, and as we know, there's so much information out there. I just thought, you know what, let's cut to the chase here and just just become qualified yourself. Just if anything, all that's gonna happen is gonna improve your own knowledge and perhaps you might save a bit of money because you can coach yourself a little bit. So that was my um that was my kind of logic behind that. And then essentially what happened was I got made redundant. So when I was over in Vancouver, it was last one in, first one out situation. The company mm. wasn't in cutbacks. And I was out. And I had that point where I drank a lot of wine. So there was a week where there was a lot of wine, was drunk. Um, but actually, the first thing that I did when I got given the news was I left the office. I went straight across the street and I went on the treadmill. And it was my way of like coping with this I don't know, this turmoil, this holy hell, what do I do now situation. And like I say, for a week, it wasn't great. I kind of sat back and thought, what am I going to do with this? And I was halfway through that personal training course. And I just thought, well, you might as well finish it and see and see what happens. And then to be honest, since then, it's just kind of grown arms and legs. And this is what I do now. But had I not had that final pu- that push or that to have happened, I don't know if I ever really would have taken the plunge to do it. Um, myself personally I've trained you know since I was I was sporty at school it was netball it was hockey and you know you do that thing when you go to uni where you replace those things with alcohol and boys and that kind of happened for a year or two and 
you know, you just put on loads of weight, don't you? You just eat too much pasta and you just have too many one pound shots. And I thought, you know, enough is enough. I didn't really, my course was okay, but I found it quite stressful and I needed that escapism. So I used to spend a lot of time in the gym. So I would go into the studio, so architecture studio, if you can imagine, it's just one massive big room. Um, it's like battery hens. It's like a chicken farm. Everyone's just got their desks next to each other and it's just work, 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 work. And I hated it, it was just too much. I used to leave and, you know, train and then I'd go back and then, you know, go and train again and all of this. So it's always kind of been there. It's always been on the back burner and something that I, it was my default to go to the gym. And I suppose even in my professional life, I just spent as much time there as I was working and it just kind of made sense. So now I work with predominantly professional women purely because it's what I know. Um, I think it's what I can relate to I think it's quite easy for people to say you know it's easy for you you're a PT you're in the gym all the time but well that's not always been the case you know when I was doing photo shoot preps when I was working it was I'd get up and I remember at one point having two architecture jobs I would get up at five in the morning I'd work for online from five to six I'd go to the gym from six to half past seven I'd come back get ready for my real job half past seven to nine o'clock, I'd work my real job, I'd work my second job in my lunch hour, I was a great employee, always jumping around, and then I'd finish my actual job, and then go back to the gym again for like late cardio, that was, that was what I was doing for a while, and it's crazy, and so I just kind of feel that although, yes, I am that now, I hope that I can bring a bit of life experience, and a bit of, you know, past you know tra uh, barriers that I dealt with to to my clients and I'm not a spring chicken anymore like I was doing my PT course with 18 19 year olds and I'm sitting there in my late 20s being like right I really need to pay attention here because you know this could actually be my job so you know I think uh, that does stand you in quite good stead working with people generally um and yeah I, I wouldn't change any of it really it's um probably informed my business and my ethos behind things a lot more than I, I think it has. Um, so that was a very, very long-winded intro. But yes, that's how we got to where I am now. That was a good intro, though. There was lots of stuff that I was thinking, we've got another good question to come. One thing I was going to pick up on, actually, is what we've... So we've spoken to a few people that have been made redundant, and they've, they've been strong-armed into doing the things that they wanted to do. And it's funny how it does take, like, a life moment, like being made redundant, or perhaps you've had a death in the family or something like that. It, it takes something like that for you to go and do what you actually want to do. And it's so hard to bring that, um, that future reality or that future dream into reality. And it seems to be with a lot of people we've spoken to that it's the redundancy or something like that, that makes you go and do it. And the people that we've spoken to, you know, they're the happiest they've ever been. You know, and it, it just, it's, it's so ironic in, in many ways. Um, and something else I was going to say actually is you mentioned before about how, you know, you, you were kind of questioning some of the stuff that you were being told about, you know, what it is that you need to do to get the body that you want. How did that change your perception when you, before you did all the PT courses and then going through the PT courses, how did your sort of perception of what you needed to do change? Was it, did it like completely tra like transform you or did it just reinforce stuff that you already knew? Do you want my honest, honest answer to that? Absolutely. The PT course teaches you nothing literally nothing and what it taught me was that I needed to trust my own judgment more so when someone was telling me something and I was like why you know that annoying child that's like why <laughs> why why <laughs> and the answers that were coming back weren't robust enough for me they weren't ticking the boxes they weren't you know it was just a oh just do it kind of thing and that wasn't really sitting very well with me and then I thought the PT course would answer the questions but I mean that's a whole other you know it's conversation to have about how the industry is monitored and you know where the standard should be etc but the bottom line for that was that I didn't think it filled in any blanks but it did make me really more confident in my own decision making so when someone told me something and I thought it was bullshit I would you know well what about this I'd probably bring something else to the table instead of just accepting it to be black or white well how about this why don't we do it this way kind of thing and I think challenging it and always asking the questions is something that I do and something that I get my try and get my clients to do. Don't just accept what I'm telling you. Um, ask the questions. The clients that get the best results are always the ones that do this. Um, 
I always say to the grasslers, you know, there's method in my madness about why I'm telling you to do something, but the ones that get the real results, the ones that ask you why, why are we doing this? And yeah, I think that's probably, mm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what's important as well is like you mentioned, because you sort of experienced what it was like to be a busy professional before going into the field, once you learned all that knowledge, it was probably much easier for you to then filter down and condense the stuff that's important and then you knew the sort of narrative to give to your clients because you're like, I've been there and I've done it. These are the sort of shortcuts or the hacks that I use to get success. You can then pass that on to your clients. But I think something I've experienced in the past with in gym personal trainers is that they just kind of see that, I mean, I might piss off a few people here, but they kind of see the world very black or white. And it's like, you're either in the gym to get in shape or you're not committed enough. And there's no in between, there's no, these are the sort of, principles or the plans that you can put in place to navigate like daily life it's just this is what you need to do in the gym and, and that's all that's that all, that's all that matters and that's why it's so important to give that sort of you know holistic what are you doing with your habits what you're doing with your training what you're doing with your nutrition but you don't typically get that with the sort of in gym personal trainers because they don't really have you know the previous experience like like you did so that's such an important foundation to have i think otherwise people can often get a bit lost in what they're trying to achieve if they haven't got the context of, of how they can do it. hundred percent. But the thing is you guys walk the walk as well. Like you, you actually like live and breathe and what you do. And you, I don't know how you manage to juggle what you do. It will always, always baffle me. Um, but it's always knackered. I think it's a lot easier when, you know, you have, stuff that you just like it doesn't feel like work you probably know this better than anyone whereas like me and ben we would be talking about this stuff anyway we would be being like what are you doing with your training mate how's your training going or have you thought about this have you thought about that we'd just be doing that anyway so when we started this it was like just <clears throat> almost a logical thing to do right ben yeah yeah if only we'd done it sooner though and we kind of captured all of our conversations prior to starting it and then we would we could use that for like great discussion points but that would always be one of the biggest bugbears that rob and i have is why didn't we just do this in 2015 like when we were really in the weeds of making all the mistakes in the world although you could argue that now we're in a better position to have a better viewpoint on it to be like right mm, that probably was a questionable approach at the time but at the time we would have been like everyone needs to do a keto diet because it works you were yeah. that guy i'm the worst person for you guys to speak to though because i'm like just quit your jobs like it doesn't matter just leave. like it's just I don't listen to anything I say if anyone ever comes to me or a client comes and they're like oh like I'm really not enjoying work I don't know I feel like there's other things I want to do in life I'm like oh just leave it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I'm, I'm the worst person um, I think what you said though is it's so I don't know if I'm biased but I think it's even more relevant to women um can you hear him in the background yeah yeah he's finished his pate obviously yeah He's, do you know what he's done is the door stop on the back of it he's like pinging the um i think particularly with women you know they've got family pressures you know they've got kids at home mm. uh, trying to juggle uh, progressions in their career all of these things and i think women put a lot of pressure on themselves um i know men do as well but i think that we kind of Oh, we want to take on the world don't we and um having an insight into that and being really re realistic about the fact that you know you might be in a meeting that runs over your lunch hour how are you going to fit your mm. you know 30 carb 30 protein and 10 fat in that type like it's being very realistic about okay well what can we manage at the moment what's doable for you around your three kids and your dog and your this and your that and the next thing and breaking that down into bite-sized chunks for people to actually implement which is the important thing not just talking about it, actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, like you say, context is king and having the experience also is, is invaluable. Cause I always find like, I find it way more valuable to work or like speak to people who are like two or three years ahead of me in the journey rather than someone. It's like, like you said, where like you said, you get it all the time. Like, oh, it's easy for you. You're a PT. You've been in the gym all the time. Like it's a lot easier to relate to someone that like you, who is, done what they're trying to do almost uh, but you're only like a few four five years ahead of them in that in that journey mm. How? All the mistakes. <laughs> yeah 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 you have to forgive me like fiddling with my hair i can just see how bad it is on camera as obviously the barbers on uh, i like it i'm really feeling all these like long locks you all don't the guys have to lie it's all right I, I'm, well, I I like it. People. 
<laughs> about about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, my partner was like, "What is actually going on with it? Like, <laughs> what are you doing with it?" Because it got to this like in between stage where it wasn't long enough to stick back, and it just kind of sat there. But now she's like, "Oh, yeah, I kind of like it. You know, it looks kind of good. Are you going to keep I it?" Actually, can you get a bubble in the top? Can you put? I probably could, to be fair, but um, that's that's not. It, it is growing <laughs> on. It is growing on me. I would be interested, actually. You've seen the you... proper journey, mate, because you've seen me every week, like on a podcast. I've and seen you... the the evolution. evolution. The evolution, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd like you to try and just shape the sides and leave the top. I think it would be quite an interesting look for you. You could do what they do on Peaky Blinders and just slick it back completely with no sides. Yeah, just will... do it. Get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, Caroline, is how is it? How is like lockdown and the last. 12 13 months like changed sort of the way you needed to support your clients that you've had do you know what? i'll be completely honest it hasn't changed that much um if i'm completely honest i yeah. think i always ran a portion of my business offline so i actually only work on the gym floor two days a week now yeah, yeah. so so much of the work that we do is outside of that that actually it's no different. The check-in system is the same. The problems are perhaps slightly different. So general feelings of, you know, motivation, dipping, et cetera. But, you know, the converse side of that is that, well, actually we're not going out as much and we're not doing things. So mm. you know, there's, there are less struggles, shall we say, in that respect for people's weight loss. But it, a lot of it has been morale boosting, like staying present um, showing, you know, that you're coping with things and that you're managing and just extending that offer even every now and then just to say like, you know, if you need an extra chat, like let's just jump on a call. It's no hassle. Mm -hmm. um, I think people have dealt with the lockdowns obviously very differently for those who were still able to work. I think that a degree of structure has really helped. And um, even if it has been working from home, it mm -hmm. still has that, you know, um, structure within the day. And um, you're talking to a self-employed person who has no structure within the day. Um, so it's, uh, I, I'm kind of jealous actually of, of that, but um, no, it's, it's been difficult. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something that we haven't been able to cope with. And then extending things like, you know, outdoor classes when it's available and, you know, sessions as soon as we could get back into the gym, that really does boost people's morale. Zoom classes when we're all doing that. Remember when we're all doing Zoom classes? Um, like those kind of things. And I think group training has a place, particularly um, during that time, because people are a little bit more reliant on, on each other and um, bouncing off um, individuals, which is important what was what was your uh in-gym time back in say like january 2020 was that like were you in there two days a week or was it four or five days a week seven seven <laughs> days really wow and now and now once things once the tide has turned do you intend to go back to like five days or are you going to keep it to the sort of way that you've got it now i'll be i'll be completely honest so the way everything worked out i started in that gym in the november and October, November. And so I only had five months before it, before it closed. And I went for it. Like I went balls to the wall, took on all the clients, worked all the days, did all the classes. It was literally Monday to Sunday. Um, and if lockdown hadn't happened, the first lockdown hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't still be doing what I'm doing. I would have just completely burned out. Yeah, um, yeah. It really got to the point where I went, this is too much. I cannot do this. Like I was leaving the gym to sleep. I was like, I wasn't even eating at home. It was literally come home, sleep, back in. Um, and I wasn't training myself. And actually that was a big thing for me because when I wasn't managing my own sessions and my own health was taking a hit, I was personally mm. taking a hit. And then lockdown hit. And I'm going to say in hindsight, not at the time I freaked out, but it was a blessing in disguise because actually it made me slow down. And... I don't know how the lockdowns have worked with you guys. We've had two up here. And after the first one, when we went back in August time, I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to do two days on the gym floor, but look at the results that we've achieved online. And that's how I'm going to run my business. That's how I can best support the biggest number of clients. I work on the gym floor because I enjoy it. I like the one. I like the contact. I like to be able to help the girls progress their lifts. I like to you know be there i just like to be in the space that's why i do it but i don't need to be there seven days a week at all. yeah it's hard for you to be able to take or or at least it's hard for you to be able to make the best decisions for your clients if you're so caught up in the day-to-day -day all the time and being able to take that step back 
and have a bit of time for yourself, really take care of yourself. Because obviously if you're going to be burning the candle at both ends and you have to question like the quality that you can give to people is going to reduce at some point because you'll, you'll get, like you said, you'll get to a point where you're just like burning yourself out. So it's probably been you know, for your clients and for yourself, you've probably been able to stand back and say, right, actually this is what I want to do for them in four weeks time. I, I think you can probably give them the fuller service you know, now that you've got a bit more time back to, to be able to do that, or at least put your time in other areas as opposed to just being present in the gym. 100%. I like to operate up here. And when it's not up here, I really feel it myself. And, you know, you talk about putting yourself first. I get crazy imposter syndrome if mm. I'm sitting there saying to someone, well, actually, you probably could push that lift up a little bit higher, or you could train with a little bit more intensity, or you probably should stick to your diet. Now, if I'm not doing those things, it does just doesn't sit well with me. Um, so actually, as soon as my training takes a hit, or if I'm not working towards something, it makes me feel a little bit like, why should she be listening to you? <laughs> so yeah, it's um, definitely, and you have to, you have to make sure that you are taking time out. And actually, the more time I take off, the better I operate and the better my business is. And that's been a case of learning it the hard way, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's probably linked to what Rob was going to say next. But I think that's probably one of your, it sounds to me like one of your most important lessons from, from what's happened over the sort of last year and a half, more or less, is, is having, having the ability to take that time. What else do you think has been like the two or three most pertinent lessons that you think, right, now that this has happened, this is what I'm going to learn and apply to like the future way that you manage your clients, the way that you manage your business. I think the things that have definitely come out of it for me and it, not just taking time off, but actually slowing down in general. Um, I previously was someone who ran their life by Google Calendar. And I mean, like there were boxes for everything. If you weren't in a box or there wasn't a box there, it wasn't happening. Like everything was my previous months and weeks would make you think I was an absolute psychopath like it was literally like boom 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 I was just I like to run things and it was how I got so much done people you know I'd speak to people and they'd be like how, much, how do you get things done in a day because I'm like well because it's all programmed in there actually the biggest moves I've made in business the best thinking I've done the most significant thinking that I've done has been when I have scrapped that and yeah really really slowed down and as soon as you get a puppy your schedule goes out the window anyway um literally he doesn't operate by google calendar i can't force him into any kind of box and in the best way it's made me much more adaptable um both business uh, both in business wise and professional and personally as well um I think the other thing that has been really, really important has been who I've surrounded myself with during this lockdown time. Now, whether that be not so much face-to-face, -face, um, but who have I been in contact with? Who have I been jumping on the Zoom calls with? Who have I gone on the socially distant walks with? The people who have really helped boost me in this time. And it's been... It's been really interesting and it's some, I don't even mind saying it, it's people that you maybe wouldn't have thought would be the ones to really be a support network um, during this time. And I've heavily relied on it because as you know, like if you are the face of your own business, you need to be a certain way and you need to be able to, I love to bounce ideas off people, whether it be, you know, whether it be other trainers, people who do things completely different to what I do, but, you know, whatever their input might be, I just, I love to be around people who get as excited about things as I do. And I think you, you need that. Well, I need that anyway. I definitely need to be, you were talking about people who are, you know, a couple of steps ahead of you. And I think that's always really important to have and people who bring things to the table. And I like to think that, you know, I could possibly have someone else out as well. And this whole um, being a sounding board for someone else, I think is really important. Um, the other thing I would say has been to actually to train. I don't think it comes to a shock to anyone that you feel better when you are moving more. Now, I don't mean that it needs to be crazy heavy lifts. I don't mean that it needs to be, you know, you know, I haven't taken up like Metcons or I'm not running marathons or anything, but I think the bottom line being that when we move more, we feel better. And I know that sounds so obvious to say, but it's one thing saying it and another thing actually doing it. 
And you guys mentioned like you've been really, really consistent over this time. I wasn't. It was a couple of weeks after Christmas where I couldn't pull myself out of it. Like I couldn't get into the second lockdown. It was hard. I didn't, the weather was crap. I didn't see the way out of it. And it was just like, actually, you need to remember that doing what you do and training and keeping your body the way that it is actually makes you feel a lot better as well. So that mm. would be Hey, it's Rob from Grand Fitness here. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. One question we constantly get asked is how many calories should I be eating for fat loss? This is so unique to each individual that we enlisted the help of artificial intelligence to answer the question at scale for everyone. We created our macro calculator. This little piece of wizardry will give you a pretty good starting point for your overall calorie and macronutrient breakdowns, that's carbs, fats, and protein, for fat loss, muscle gain, or even if you're just looking to maintain your weight. You can get access to this by visiting www.gramfitness.co.uk forward slash macro dash calculator. That's www.gramfitness.co.uk forward slash macro dash calculator. You get the results to your inbox in seconds. We've had awesome feedback about this feature recently, and the best part about it is that it's 100% free. So don't bother fumbling around in your wallet to get your 16-digit card number or CVC code ready. Absolutely no need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. It's so true, isn't it? Even like a walk, I've found as like a key key thing for me, just to get out of the house at some point. Ideally, in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, and certainly like after work. I think for when for professionals in like our position, I think one of the things we've been saying to our clients is like just start and end your day with something. Like give yourself some bookends of the day because it can make a real difference. Where you're just like, oh, okay, shut the laptop down. Now I can uh, maybe you work out, maybe you go for a walk, maybe you read a book for 10 minutes, just give something to, to help change the mental environment. Yeah. How was um, getting a dog? What sort of influences that had? I think everyone needs one in their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, um, he was unplanned. He wasn't meant to happen. Um, <laughs> but being a single dog mom is the best thing I have ever done. Honestly, and I mean, I could, I could talk about this forever. It literally changes the way that you think. Like, so pleased to see you all the time. Everything's <laughs> fun. It's it's chaos. It's expensive because he eats everything, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. But in all seriousness, it's that whole thing of, I like, this sounds awful, but I like forcing myself to do things. I like putting, you know, calls at various times where I know I have to be somewhere. I like doing things that make me need to commit to something. He mm -hmm. makes me need to commit to several walks a day. Come rain or shine, we are outside walking, we're running around. My step count has never been bloody higher. Uh -huh. His legs are like this, he's a corgi, so his legs are like this tall. Um, but he makes me go outside and like, get that fresh air, be outside, get the podcast on, or nothing at all. Actually, mm -hmm. silence is really, really nice. Also, it's quite cute. So I've never been more social because people come up and they're like, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> and actually it's been great for the old social life. But um, no, definitely. I highly, highly recommend the sleep yeah. part at the start. No, it's like having a baby. But um, yeah. no, I, I wouldn't. Um, so, so maybe that would be a lesson for lockdown. Although by all accounts from what I read on the news, more than enough people have bought a dog over lockdown. I mean, the amount yeah. of dogs I've seen, but by, by all accounts, the downstream effects of getting a dog is they're, they're only good, only good things happen. Apart from the obvious of, of maybe having to take the dog out for a poo at a silly time in the morning. But apart from that, I mean, it's a small sacrifice I think I'd be willing to make. Well, Ben, I had to Google it when I got him because I thought, oh my God, he's sick. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> yeah. Sleep this much. They're meant to, well, this particular breed are meant to sleep 20 hours a day. Now, <laughs> I have to, so I get up at six in the morning. So I get up at six. I do a couple of hours at work of work in complete silence and with complete focus. I have to wake him up. Now it can range anywhere from eight in the morning till 10 o'clock. Like what I have to be like, come on, you have to eat. Like this thing just does not like to wake up, but um, <laughs> no, he's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. Makes you work very, very efficiently as well. In all mm. seriousness, like if you know you have to do this, this and this, you start to work crazy, crazy fast and just like, right, need to do this now, need to prioritize this, boom, 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 done. So actually mm. it's made me a lot more efficient in what I do. Productivity hack as well then. 100%. There we go. We we um slightly off topic, but 
my girlfriend and I took her her mum's dog away for like the first time a couple of years ago. And this is at a time when we thought, well, maybe, maybe we'll get a dog. It might be quite fun. Took it away for a week. And that was enough to, to turn me against having dogs for at least another couple of years, just because of the added responsibility. And it didn't help on the first night. She, I mean, I can say this because she won't listen to the podcast, but she was feeding it like pizza, um, <laughs> g- 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 gave her a sip of beer and all this type of stuff that dogs that shouldn't really eat or drink got to about um, 11 o'clock at night. And as you can imagine, what the dog was pooing was not solid. <laughs> and it continued like that all evening. Like, and we didn't get any sleep that night. And I was like, we're definitely never getting a dog. Like, or at least we're not for another five years because, and she was in the same, she was like, I'm, the dog's gonna die. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the dog's all right. But it was I'll just an additional level of stress. All you do is Google, can my puppy yeah. eat? <laughs> That's all you do. What I would say to anyone in a couple, I would get one before you have a child, purely. It will be a really, really good test run. Um, I was horrible for the first three weeks he was here because I wasn't getting any sleep. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's a lot of responsibility, but um, yeah, a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Um, right, what have I got? So I think you've probably, <laughs> one of your points could be getting a dog but to, so some of your clients who who perhaps they were really consistent but then you started to notice that they weren't being consistent with their check-ins or you know the feedback was i'm just not enjoying training and you tried to be as dynamic and as sort of inventive as possible with their training if that sort of didn't work what was like what would you sort of get, say to your clients or what would be your approach to try and make them not feel as bad get them back to being consistent, get some momentum going again. What, what was your sort of kind of go-to strategy for that? Strip it right back. If this isn't working at the moment, we need to strip this right, right back. Pinpoint exactly what's going on. So for instance, I work with just the, with the uh, location of the gym that I'm in, I work with a lot of healthcare professionals. So nurses, doctors, etc. online as well, actually, but um, one-to-one. And obviously they were dealing quite intensely with a lot of COVID cases and very much on the wards, PPE up to, you know, all this. At that point, you have to be realistic and you have to strip that back. Um, okay, someone might be used to, you know, pulling out five sessions a week, hitting their macros consistently, looking incredible. That is not the time to be focusing on that. But you need to make it achievable and you need to make sure that those small wins are still being hit. So if I could say to you, listen, let's pull this, but can you hit this step count? Can you just try and get these two meals of a certain, you know, whatever it may be in a day? Perfect, nail that. The confidence that you can build from just doing that consistently then allows you to kind of then progress on to other things. But, you know, I was on coaching calls with girls where they're talking about how, you know, high their stress is and how, you know, they're not managing workloads, etc. What the hell is the point of me talking about their squat technique during that time? It's not even relevant. Like, it's not even, let's talk about how to make this actually work for you. Like, why are you not managing to stick to your diet? How can we factor that into the day? Can we, like, just get rid of it. Let's just do something completely different. Let's just not even think about it. Let's take a diet break. Let's take a deload, whatever it takes to just make sure that you are feeling a little bit more in control. And we always just, we can, momentum comes back. I think as a coach, and I'm really, really fortunate. I work with people for, you know, someone's 80 something check-in. Um, you know, it comes in peaks and troughs. You cannot train to your highest intensity throughout that duration. It just doesn't happen. Um, and I think as a coach, you have to be the first one to say, right, okay, perfect, right, okay, that's fine. Let's just take it down a gear. Let's just take stock. Let's hit all the markers before we increase again. It's absolutely fine. Um, and like I say, I believe momentum and confidence comes back again, as long as you are really, really sensible about how you go around that. Yeah, too, too many times I've seen, or you know, maybe even fallen victim to like just trying to spin all the plates, like trying to progress my career, trying to progress my lifts whilst also being a calorie deficit, whilst also doing all this other stuff. And you just think actually stripping it back is really sound advice for anyone listening who is really struggling and like lacking confidence. Cause there's, you get into this cycle, don't you, where you miss a, you miss a workout, you miss a few workouts and then you just think, oh, well, I can't be asked to do it today. And then you, you miss your, your meals on your diet and it all just sort of snowballs into this like, overall fuck it approach can't be bothered um whereas what you're saying caroline i really like which is just start to do a couple of things like pick you've got 10 things that you th- should be doing pick three of those things 
nail those three things and then you can start to build on that momentum because you're totally right momentum builds motivation for a lot of people myself included if i know that i've um hit my four four training sessions this week i'm probably going to do my fifth like i'm probably not going to skip out on that one and that all came from doing the first one so it's it's such a key thing that i think a lot of people like don't see the wood for the trees almost you know they think they have to be all singing or dancing in perfect all the time whereas i've had some absolutely awful workouts the past year like ones that have taken me maybe two hours just because i'm sat on the couch third set of split squats in and i'm like i'm miserable i'm really miserable doing this but you know what i'm gonna do the next set and just see how i get on and that's like honestly that's how i've gotten through most of my most of my home workouts is just like start and see how you get on sometimes it's been terrible sometimes it's been easy i think what the thing that you're also implying there is that you aren't looking too far ahead Mm. so actually break that down and I mean I always say you know start now what can you do right now that's going to that's going to benefit you and I'm not even going to make any secret about it I've had some horrendous days and it's not even about like it's not about what I'm going to be doing long term like what can I actually do right now that that's going to improve my mood if that's all I can do right now is just boost my mood a little bit um because that's going to lead on to maybe going out for that walk maybe then getting that workout in maybe that like what can I do right now that's going to help me Mike like it's so 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 basic but sometimes like I'll just jump in the car just so I'm outside the house go and get a, a nice coffee like a literally a nice coffee and there's a walk I like to go on like that's not getting my workout done but yeah. what it's doing is it's putting me in the right frame of mind to then want to act again and it's mm-hmm. that small bite-sized you know reduction of the controllables right now stop worrying about what's going to happen in a couple of weeks like this just deal with this right now and to be honest that's been a bit of my mentality throughout the whole lockdown is I don't look at the calendar I don't like count down the days I don't do any of that it's just like right what needs done today sort that and that's it yeah I think that's probably one of the most important values of having a coach like shamelessly going to plug what we all do here but you know, when you don't have a coach and speaking from firsthand experience is that if you do have a bad week where you've not been able to hit what you wanted to hit, what I know, what I would have done maybe a couple of years ago, it's been like, right, had a bad week last week. I'm going to try and be even better next week. Everything's going to be perfect next week. I'm going to do all five workouts. And you give yourself the unmost realistic target to hit the following week after having a really, really low week. And then as expected, you fail that week and then you just compound your failures and you become even more miserable. But the approach of saying, actually, let's just find micro wins, get your foot on the step on the stairs, small steps at a time is such an effective technique. But a lot of people, because you're not taking a step back and, and viewing it more strategically, you're like, right, I, I, you know, you have the bit between your teeth and you try and be more aggressive in your following up approach, which is, again, leads to more failure. So it's so important to have someone who can say, look, don't worry, it's okay that you've not had a good good day or a good week. Like we all have them. This is a, a sensible approach to, to get it done for next week. But unless you really have someone guiding you like that, it's very hard to have that type of perspective. A hundred percent. It doesn't necessarily need to come from a fitness professional. Hmm. You can you can find these kind of people in, you know, it could it could be anyone. But I think you need someone to be honest with you and to be someone that you trust their their opinion you, you trust their judgment and i'll be completely honest as well i actually i had a photo shoot booked for december of last year so december um and it actually got cancelled due to covid and i know myself pretty well i've been dieting down for by that point i think it was like 10 or week 11 of 12 or whatever it was and this thing got cancelled the week before christmas now it's Christmas time. <laughs> You've been in a deficit for weeks. <laughs> What's going to happen? Like, let's be real. So the day it got cancelled, I hired a coach because just because you are a coach doesn't mean you don't need, and you guys maybe give that to each other to a certain extent, or I don't know if you're coached by someone else, but I felt that I needed someone else on board. Now, he would tell you right now, my check-ins in January were bloody awful they were absolutely horrendous but the difference being show up just show up even if it's not what you've been used to previously even if you're not overly happy with your photos you think oh god I didn't look like this three months ago keep 
showing up because the minute you stop doing it you're putting another barrier in front of you that is that i need to get back into doing that i need to just keep doing it just keep like plugging away if you still show up and you still and i'll be my check-in rate with my clients is there are very 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 few missed every week across the board and that's something that is a testament to the girls but they show up and whether it's been you know good bad or ugly let's talk through it because actually for you to go off the radar for a week isn't going to help it's literally not whatever happened so I love that they continue to do that I think it's so so important and you need to trust who you're working with in order for that to be the case so but I do I need someone and I need someone to sometimes just tell me straight like you know you need to start this out or he doesn't actually though I think he ah! I think I say it to myself. Does that make sense? Like sometimes I will be like, yeah. right, I know this is crap. I know I need to do this, this, and this. He doesn't need to say anything. He's like, yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we both, we both have coaches. Like, uh, I think we, we value, I certainly value, if I speak to Ben, like just two, two main things for me, like outsourcing a lot of the thinking that I'd have to do otherwise, particularly in terms of programming. Um, when the gyms are open, we're trying to be in powerlifting. So there's, there's some like technicalities there, which are helpful. And then also just like, it sounds corny, but just the accountability of being like, okay, I know I've got to fill in this form. If I don't do it, I feel like a, an idiot to myself. Like, um, and uh, my coach is very similar. Like he, he almost just tells me how it is. Uh, he's American, it's hilarious. And every time I watch his videos, I'm just like, oh, brilliant. That's exactly what I was thinking. Or he's like, what the hell, you weren't going hard enough. Like that was not an RP 8.5, that was a seven, go harder. <laughs> so you get like actual great feedback. You guys, are you, you got me into 3DMJ. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's what I work with, yeah, yeah. I absolutely binge listened, like literally from start to finish for, it took for like two months, that was the only thing I listened to. Uh, oh, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, they're awesome. I cannot get enough of the 3DMJ podcast. That's so, so good. Yeah, they're just like talking about life experience. They're just have so many years in the trenches. You just like any 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 topic you could think of, like nutrition wise, yeah, bodybuilding wise, powerlifting wise. You're like they've done it, they've nailed it. <laughs> and it's so it's so to the bone as well. Like it's so honest. There's a couple of ones. I think the one I listened to that I really enjoyed was and um, like why certain people shouldn't compete, like why yeah. you shouldn't prep. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's me. That is like, and it's so honest. It's just like, all of, like you do this, you do this. And I was like, yeah, that is actually me. That's why I'm such a bad <laughs> end dieter. <laughs> so I go in my cave and don't talk when I'm dieting. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very niche podcast, isn't it? it? It's it's not the sort of podcast that your clients would enjoy, but it's the sort of stuff that we really enjoy because we oh. resonate with it so much. Every topic you think, I feel like you were a fly on the wall when you wrote that or when you recorded that podcast because some of the topics you just like you said they're so close to the bone because you think yeah I remember thinking that or I remember trying that or I remember feeling a certain way and it, it's great content and they're great guys and obviously they've got a great track record when it comes to coaching so uh precious on Rob to fulfill their uh expectations <laughs> Bill Brad's expectations yeah no, <laughs> yeah. it's just brilliant it's brilliant <laughs> so what um what Caroline is sort of next for you in your in your business? Um, what are your plans for when the gyms kind of open up? I know we've spoken about kind of maybe pushing the online stuff a little bit more, but talk to us a little bit about what your your kind of plans are for the next year. So excited! I'm just so excited. Um, like I just um, like I say, I think I've, I've, I feel like things have really progressed in the last couple of months. Um, I moved to like an app system whereby you know everything is on the app and you know have my podcast and sponsor yeah. on the podcast and I feel like this time has allowed me to make some connections that I wouldn't have otherwise done and I would like to you know cultivate them going forward extend the network both you know face-to-face -face as well as online which mm. everyone is a lot more open to at the moment aren't they because we're also used to zoom etc and um I think just be be better all round. We touched on this, but the more that I am doing, the more that I can bring to the table for my clients. And I always think that's super, super important. Like I've now, I run photo shoot preps with my girls. So I run a kind of system that I would do with a 12 week prep. Um, I now do with my clients, which is really, really exciting. So groups of them will run through and, and do the whole photo shoot thing, which is obviously a one step 
ahead of you know just taking newbies in the gym which I love to do but it's yeah. nice to also find girls that uh, love to be pushed and to do that side of things um I run a boot camp so that allows me to connect with a lot of people all in one go um, and our restrictions allow us to do that at the moment so between you know online business boot camp photoshoot prep uh, podcast like all these things it's just it's always um go 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 and I think I you know I'll always want to further what I'm doing education wise I've kind of taken my foot off the the gas a little bit with this little fur ball um but it was a case of you know always pushing that pushing mm -hmm. my own training I enjoy working with someone else because it gives me a fresh perspective and someone to bounce ideas off of training and wise and yeah it's always busy um I can't wait to get back into the gym but equally you know do some stuff for me I'll be 30 next year so I'm like well geez like I want to do something I want to go somewhere do you know and it's um yeah everything can I say everything <laughs> in the next 12 months of course you can everything. and I want to do it right now and <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah it's always yeah the days fly this hasn't yeah. been a time to sit down and you know I don't take a day off so to speak but then I'm not working so mm. you know it's, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's a it's a fine line isn't it you can you can say to people oh well I, I like to work all the time but like Rob said at the start it's not really work you're just you're investigating topics that you find interesting anyway so it's a byproduct is the fact that you can take what you learn and apply it to your business but primarily it's what you enjoy and what you'd probably be doing in your spare time anyway yeah, well, you guys, well, when you came on my podcast, we were talking very much about like the no notification thing. And that is something I swear by. So actually the way I get my break is to not be so available all the time. So I think coaches that say, oh, you can WhatsApp me 24 seven and you'll get a result. Like that doesn't make you a good coach. That to me, that does not make you a good coach. That means to me that you at one point are going to burn out. And I think, you know, in hindsight, that doesn't help anyone um so i would say where was i going with that i was going off on a tangent there. oh yeah no notifications and that actually and i try not on social media on a sunday and that feels like a bit of a break but um yeah no everything is going really well nice. and upwards i hope nice and what what have you been saying to your clients who are probably chomping at the bit to get back into the gym are you like calm down don't go in there crazy because bad things are going to happen like what's what's been your have you given them their own sort of roadmap to getting back into the gym well we're still four weeks away from it up here so I'm kind of I'm not I've not really opened that door yet <laughs> what I will be saying though is very much like scrap your old logbook scrap your old programs do not look at what you were doing before you we left it's yeah. just you know, wind you up tenfold. But I think um, slow and steady, slow and steady. I should get used to the gym environment. I've had a lot of messages about people who feel actually quite nervous about the whole prospect of going back to the gym. Just get used to it, get used to the space, take a home workout in there that you only need like a mat and a dumbbell for, find a little corner, see what it's like, scout it out and just be get familiar with it. Be, you know, it's a big transition and I totally, totally get that. In terms of actually programming, go for, you know, strip it back, go for something all, nice and all round, a little bit of everything, full body, a little bit of cardio in there as well, just baseline for the first little while. Unless you have a very, very, very specific goal straight from the offset, I'd go in there, set yourself up six to eight weeks of a nice, well-rounded program if you don't know what you're doing seek professional advice because it's just going to save you time and yeah just be in the gym and enjoy it like enjoy it for what it is I hope people at least at the start will be really appreciative appreciative of what we had mm. and what we missed during this time I know I will be I'll be like bloody kid at Christmas yeah yeah and yeah, then I'll exactly. be two weeks after after <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm kidding. That won't be. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, totally I think, understand. I think I'm going to be um, very emotional when I go back in. Just <laughs> four months is a long time. I mean, someone someone told me, or someone told me the other day. I think it, when you look at it from March of last year, well, effectively a year, gyms have been closed for half a year when you average it over. It's a long time for people who probably go daily and have been going for ten, you know, ten years to have that shipped away for half a year is, is quite a lot. So um, 
yeah I'm just Christmas Eve the day the Christmas Eve was the last workout I came out of the gym and I cried I literally cried on the way home I was just like and do you know what it's so it's gonna make me sound awful but people will turn around to me and they'll say things oh you know what I just I quite miss the gym and I'm like you miss the gym like for me and this is probably really really bad but it's my therapy it's my workspace it's my income it's my maybe that sounds very very selfish but I'm like it is like home from home like it's not a case of missing it you need it you really really need it and I I don't know I just yeah I'm quite passionate about it it seems yeah (laughs) rightly so rightly so I completely agree with you it's more like particularly when you don't have uh, a physique goal like me at the moment it's it's not even about trying to look good because I probably arguably look the worst I've ever looked now um or like when I was in the gyms in terms of like body fat percentage or you know no abs visible but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean like it doesn't give you anything it's that I think it's the, the mental side of things which when you've trained for so long it's just you need that release you yeah need that that way to blow off the steam of the day that's just happened or the day that's just about to happen mm-hmm. and you and you also I mean I think I have but you also stop learning as well like there's something to be said for the sort of in gym environment and what you can learn from it for what you see with other people you know especially with you Caroline if you're if you see people making mistakes it's, it's part of your job to jump in and be like well you're going to break your neck if you carry on doing that but you know <laughs> just being in there and getting your technique right and, and understanding how your body feels and knowing yourself a bit better and you know the half a year of not having that you know will probably have some form of impact so it's um yeah not that I'm counting down the days but it is 12 days in about or 11 days in about 12 hours so who's counting I told you guys I'm coming south of the border <laughs> yeah 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 what are we on 25 days it's literally like christmas like the countdown i need like a chocolate yeah. <laughs> calendar actually i'm fat enough for 12 days. <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> fluff, winter fluff. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what we're we're both calling it. We're both committed to the fact that because usually what we would do, this is both before Rob and I had a fixed goal of actually you know doing powerlifting or something. It would be the typical cycle that everyone works in is you'd normally aim to bulk from about September through to March or April, and then you'd be like, right, I'm going away, so I don't want people to see. I tell people I go to the gym, I want to look like it. So you kind of go through the summer summer transition of getting getting lean again but this summer is going to be very different for for both of us where it's like okay um no 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 effort to try and reduce calories it's 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 gonna be cracking on through probably way about stone heavier at the end of the summer it's it's not gonna be pretty so uh gotta be done though gotta be done it's all gonna get better it's all gonna be yeah we'll look back on this and think remember that time yeah (laughs) Awesome. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Caroline, lovely to speak to you again. Where can people um, find out more about you if they want to, uh, you know, potentially see what you're about after this podcast? Well, right. You can find me mostly on Instagram. I am at coaching.with.caroline. The other the full one was taken. So that's that one. And I, um, I have my own little podcast, uh, which you can find on all the usuals, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And that is just coaching with Caroline, the extras. And I've had you guys on before. So if anyone's listening to this, they should come and um listen to you guys on my one. We were talking about this before we jumped on the call. We were in the last lockdown when we spoke. I'm sure we were. I'm yeah, we were. sure we were. Um you had significantly less hair. Yeah, significantly less. <laughs> significantly less. It's been it's strange to be on this side of it, but I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you for having me. Good pleasure. Well, thank you for thank you for coming on. No problem at all. I'll catch up with both of you very soon. See you again awesome. soon. All right then, Caroline. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Rob. Thanks for listening to the Working Professionals Fitness Radio with me and Ben. We hope that you got something from the episode that you can take away and apply to your life today. Please leave us a rating and a comment if you enjoyed the content, or even if you didn't enjoy the content, we'd love to hear from you. If you're interested in getting in touch or knowing more about me and Ben and the lives we lead, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Ground Fitness Coaching, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also at Ground Fitness Coaching. You can also check out our website. It's www.groundfitness.co.uk. Tons of free resources on there if you're interested in dropping body fat, gaining muscle, or just generally upgrading the hell out of your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.